We'll be back next year. <laughs> Just like to sign it up. <laughs> Glad to have you all here. This is, uh, of course, Fill Your Sports with uh, Big Daddy Decker and my two co-hosts for the day. You got D-Rock, Derek Purdy, Willie Rowdy, Rudney. And uh, we're here and we're ready to talk some NCAA basketball. And uh, kind of excited about it. So hopefully you all uh, kind of chime in and let us know your thoughts on the tournament. We're just kind of sitting here digging through the brackets ourselves and kind of seeing how everything shook out this year. And of course, there's some big names not in the tournament. And we'll talk about that a little bit later. And uh, of course, we're going to give our takes and inputs on how everything is, uh, how we think it'll play out. So. First uh, initial gut reaction, fellas. What do y'all think? Um, overall, I was really impressed with uh, the overall tournaments. I thought they were, especially the SEC, was really good. Uh, I was talking about this earlier, but both teams were very competitive. It was scrappy. That was the two best teams in the league going head to head. I think. Talking about the SEC. Yeah, yeah. LSU, Bama. It was. It was one of the better SEC championships I've seen in a while. I agree, and I thought for most of the season, Alabama was heads and shoulders above the rest of them. And um, I, I just feel like the right team won. And you, that's what you want to see in the goodest coming. Mean, everybody likes the upsets and all those things. Cause, but, you know, at the end of the day, you want the best teams in the tournament. And when the best teams win their conference and they get those automatic qualifying bids, you know, and that's kind of what it's all about. Talking about Nate Oates at Bama? Yeah. Uh, unbelievable job what he's done. I actually read uh, Indiana was interested in him. Archie Miller might be on his way out. Really? That was actually, yeah. That's right now, that strange. used to be, I mean, stepping up from the Big Ten to the SEC, SEC didn't used to be kind of the thing. It used to be the other way around. The SEC was more the powerhouse conference. But in recent years, Big Ten's kind of maybe overtook them a little bit and mm -hmm. looking – to make more a little bit more headway. So, uh, Willie Rudd? <laughs> well, we, you know, y'all got me on this one. I told y'all. I ain't watched much college basketball. How do you feel about this comment Bartram just made, though? I want your your take on this. He said, history will repeat itself, fellas. Last time UK and Duke didn't make it, Indiana went undefeated. He's calling the Gonzaga Bulldogs to go undefeated and win it all. Well, I well, that's good, Mr. Bertram. That's a good little comment. I mean, Mark Fuse, he, he's due for a run. Don't get me started on You know what? No, no. Just, he, I call him Mark D.U. Because he just gets in the tournament sometimes and stakes it up. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he, I mean, I mean, loaded Gonzaga teams. This might be his best one yet. It, it's, it rivals that one that was with uh, 2017, I believe. Yeah, that went to the top. That's 17, but he's good. He's good. Like they had that Valanciunas. Valanciunas, yeah. The big guy, the beard. And then the, oh, Muchamara, Huchamara. Oh, yeah, Rui Hachimura. Yeah, Rui Hachimara. He's like, I think he was like part Hawaiian and African-American. 
And kudos to him though. Those were some jeans. I know. <laughs> He's having a good baller. Uh, Rui Hachimura? I uh, really, really don't remember what NBA team he went to. That's something you know, that was like, Yeah, but had a heck of a career. You want to do these uh, Rangers, just just look, just glance through them, what matchups y'all are interested in. Bertram said, love y'all go cards, by the way. <laughs> love you, Bertram. It's, good. it's a tall order for us cards fans. It's a tall order for us cards fans. What are you talking about? <laughs> y'all, y'all can, but I don't. <laughs> I mean, it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't got much say this year, buddy. Um, One matchup, so y'all, who y'all, who y'all like going out and doing damage? Good answer, Bert. They didn't win in 2017, by the way. It was Carolina that beat them. That was Mark the Few ain't won one since he's been there. No, he's never won one. He went to that title game in 17. I was answering oh, Bertram's oh, question. Okay, yeah. just, but anyway, they went to the title game, Bertram, and lost to Carolina. But... I mean, they had a really good team. That was with Luke May and them uh, at the Tar Heels. That's right, yeah. Yeah, they won that one. Well, uh, what do you say we just jump into it, fellas, and we uh, kind of look at the bracket um, and just kind of see how everything kind of shook up. So, first one I'm going to throw up here is, uh, I think, the East. Region. East region. Okay. And uh, of course, number one seed is going to be Michigan in the East region. Um, they're playing uh, Mount St. Mary's or Texas Southern. Who wins that one? LSU. And we talked about this one before. And that's a tough second round game. LSU just played Alabama pretty tight. And potentially. Your eight nines are always hard. I don't care. Trim on white. St. Bonaventure there. Um, yeah, Colorado, Georgetown, um, you know, Patrick Ewing, I don't know if y'all caught that the other day, was very upset that he was in Madison Square Garden. Someone asked him for to see his ID. He's like, I built this place. Yeah, Spike Lee was actually voiced his opinion about it. Yeah. He's very upset. How old was this person that asked Patrick Ewing for his ID? He probably had a job. <laughs> He's unemployed. When we look at the top half of that bracket, we got Florida State, UNC, Greensboro there. You know, Michigan may have the toughest run to get to the Sweet 16. I mean, potentially playing LSU in the second round. Um, Seth Perry's going to like this when he watches it, but um, go go Seminoles. Go Hamilton. Get it done, buddy. Um, I've got to take this phone call real quick. It's my landlord. <laughs> Hello? Well, he takes a phone call. I will um... – with the Michigan's path, you talk about them being. Um, oh, that's okay. We're doing our podcast. Up his path. Hey, let me call you back, Mark. <laughs> uh, if Isaiah Livers is healthy, okay. I believe Michigan. Okay. Uh, and, uh, sorry about that, guys. Talk so fast. Hey, that's why we do it. We keep it rolling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's okay. Mark Cuban just oh, called. Yeah, right there. You got Mark, it. Yeah, Mark Cuban just called. Uh, <laughs> Colorado Georgetown, kind of like, and you talked about Florida State earlier. And, you know, Florida State's one of those dangerous teams that they could get on a couple-game run here. They could easily find themselves in. But, you know, I'm just looking at the first couple of potential games for Michigan. Once you get past that first-round game, you got LSU and then potentially Florida State um, trying to vie for that Sweet 16 bid. And uh, to me, that that's kind of a rough road for a one seed. I mean, like I said, LSU just played Alabama really, really tough. And then you look at the bottom, 
Never, who has Alabama in it <laughs> as the two seed. Never cross out Tom Izzo. I don't care what seed they are. Ever. Michigan Ever. State in a playoff situation right. with UCLA. Who would have thought that? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, I'll be honest, a couple weeks ago, Michigan State might have been in. Oh, no. They, I mean, I didn't I didn't foresee them being in, but they've uh, – I mean, Tom Izzo, you just can't take nothing away from him. Right. He's a great coach. Yeah, even though some – I mean, there's been a couple years he's hurt me. If you, I'm not going with him this year, definitely. If you want to upset, I like the 5 and 12 – because there's always a 5-12 and 12 upset, it yep. seems like, every year. Yep. Yep. Colorado-Georgetown would be that 5-12 and 12 upset to watch out for. Georgetown's playing great ball right now. Patrick Ewing, he was talking about earlier, uh, he's really got them playing like John Thompson used to play. That old, we never back down kind of ball, rebound, tough, gritty. It's just old, classic Georgetown basketball. I, I've been waiting for this moment. The 15 seed in this bracket. None other than oh, Ricky Patino himself. Yes. Can he make magic happen? Can he take that on to Gale's team and can he beat Alabama? He is actually on my list of teams to watch out. I saw that on your list. Iona out of the Metro Atlantic. Uh, they come in with a 12 and 5 record. This is Patino's, like, I'm going to get, like, it's kind of his revenge tour. <laughs> this is Matt. He's taking open the door on March Madness and I'm coming in. And I'm still a coach. He's still good. He can still get the job done. And uh, in his first year with Iowa. That's taking him to mind blowing. Now, of course, it's not, you know, going into a power conference and, you know, taking a, a lower level power conference team. I mean, it, I even forget which conference Iowa is in, but, you know, so it's not like. The uh, Metro Atlantic. Yeah, the Metro Atlantic. So I mean, like Metro. Yeah, it's not like. You know, even going into the Conference USA or the Sun Belt or something like that. I mean, Metro Atlantic Conference is not quite the tier that, you know, some of those teams have. Um, the, the only thing that would have made the Patino thing even sweeter, in my opinion, because I really hate what happened to him at Louisville. I don't think it should have happened to him at Louisville. Um, there is. If he would have went to Western Kentucky <laughs> oh and took oh WKU. God. To a tournament, that would have been the ultimate slap in the face. <laughs> so, Why can't you just go to Transylvania, dude? <laughs> Trans- just go right down the road for Rubber Okay, looking at it, who you got? Who y'all like? Uh, I'm still sticking with I love I love Michigan. They're one of my favorites. Dark horses, man. I got like Shane was just talking about. It's hard to go against Rick Pitino. He is a Hall of Fame coach for a reason. He'll have this eye on a basketball team playing really good. Watch out for the upset there on the two and fifteen seed. I'll take the Seminoles. The Seminoles, yeah. you think they're your I'll dark take horse team? Alright, so your uh, two teams that are coming out uh, for the sweet sixteen, who do you think they are? So uh, you need one from the top half of the bracket, one from the bottom half of the bracket. Who do you who do you think it is? Man and stuff. Um I still like Michigan and I'm going to go bottom half of the bracket. I would have to go with probably – I want to go with Georgetown because – but they're at the top. I, I, I expect yeah, Georgetown. So they would have to be – they would have to be Michigan. Uh, Michigan. To be there, yes. That top half of that bracket is loaded. 
bottom half. I mean, I'm gonna I'm going to say this. I don't think it'll happen, but I'm I'm going to go with. Ugh, I'm gonna go with Bama. I hate. I don't think it's going to happen. I think Iowa will upset them, but fifteen over two, man. Seeds don't mean anything to me. I think, I think this, this year, good. this year, I really don't think seeds mean no, that. no, no, they really don't. Uh, Maybe Texas. I don't know. I mean, I just, I Bama just the style of ball they play. It's hard. I'm gonna go out on a limb here. I do think there, is, there is going in. to be an upset Let's in the top it. half of the bracket. Ooh. And I do think that Florida State is going to take down Michigan. I think Florida State can shoot the ball and rebound, and I think they're athletic enough to give Michigan fits. What's this going to look um, I like So I like Florida State coming out of the top half, and I'm really going – I'm thinking Tom Izzo is going to get it done at Michigan State. The number 11 seed is going to make the Sweet 16. I got Michigan State and Florida State. There we go. There's my two. Here's, those are your two. Yes. Um, so, in typical fashion, uh, we, we're we still going to keep uh, with our uh, D-Rocks dimes. Throw them, baby. Let's, uh, let's, let's do your Ow. bottom three first, your bottom three, and then we'll throw them in for each segment. So, what are your dimes this week there, D-Rock? I'm going with... Sticking with this, I'm going with my top ten March Madness moments. I like it. So, well, what's what's number ten on that list? Oh, ten coming in is from 1990. I got Bo Kimball's left-handed tribute to Hank Gathers, uh, and it was actually the first round win over New Mexico State. Bo Kimball shot uh, free throw left-handed to honor the, the late Hank Gathers at. Tragically passed away. Right. Uh, it was actually the game or two before that, I believe. Uh, he actually made mo- both of them. It was a very emotional time. They won the game and actually made a run to the regional final that year. That uh, is pretty 1990 Oil Marymount thing. You, you probably can't wrong. see it, but that's coaches. Coaches, man. <laughs> the guru will go. Yeah. So that, was, that, was, that had to make my list. That was just a, a phenomenal. I should be on everybody's list. Oh, yeah. Bo Campbell, that's one of those. That just live the video of it. If you don't, get, if you haven't watched it, uh, people watching this right now, go check out Bo Kimball's left-handed tribute. Uh, just you know, YouTube it. You, it's it's awesome. It's very awesome. Uh, Want to move on? With yeah. What's number nine? Number nine, I got. And y'all can chime in whenever y'all want. If y'all see something when we get done with this list, uh, this is just my personal feelings. My number nine coming in from two thousand six. Is George Mason's Final Four run? Ooh. What? Okay, quick question on that. Yes. What seed were they? They had eight, nine, eleven. 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 Michigan State, eleven seed, the same. Yeah. That was a good run. That, that was actually, honestly, my first major Cinderella run I ever witnessed. George Mason. Yeah. I mean, nobody had them in my I remember, like, filling out our brackets, and then you watching that unfold, you're like, I've never, no one ever seen that coming. Uh-huh. They actually, here's the list of some of their opponents they made a run to that final four through. They beat Michigan State. I knew that. North Carolina, mm-hmm. number three. They beat UConn mm-hmm. in the regional final to get to that final four. I mean, 
it's it was a, it was a second double digit seed to reach Final Four in the in March Madness history. It means Final Four. Um, pretty good run. Yes. Pretty good. They had a oh man, he was a point guard, Scooter. Oh, Scooter something. Had a little dreadlocks, man. He, Scooter he, Johnson? Was it Scooter Johnson? I think oh, it was. I remember something like that. I would have to look up that roster again. Uh, yeah. That goes back. Before you go to his number seven, though, <laughs> if you look on the screen over there, you can see Norman Clark's uh, picks to come out of the Sweet 16 on this Oh, I like that. He, he went with that 15, that on, on the seed. And he's got Colorado. <laughs> Team we really didn't talk much about. That's right. Norman's been doing his homework, Norman, too. He has. Norman, Norman Johnson. I, I've actually heard a lot of good uh, news on Colorado as far as people loving them. That's actually a good good pick there, Norman, on the Colorado the Buffaloes, I believe. Sure, I, I got a quick – I mean, like, how about we, have, like, have people give their opinion what they think – Oh, and whoever gets them, gets a, maybe give them something, like a merch shirt. Like whoever wants to chime in, give us your pick. Give, they can give their whoever picks. Whoever gets the most. Yeah. Give us your final four picks. Make it fun for them, too. Yeah. And you get a your sports t-shirt. Yeah. Norm, mean, Norman's already got one coming out. Yeah. It, it's it's on the way. Yeah. So, I mean, make it fun. I mean, we can make fun for them. Yeah. You get two. So. <laughs> Just to make it fun. Send your final four picks in. We'll put them up on the screen. Yeah. Uh, hey, whoever right. gets closest. Hey, that's we'll, fun. We'll, we'll get you a t-shirt on. Yeah. 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 We'll do it that way. Send the sizes, wherever, you know, just whatever. Just make it fun like that. I mean. Just put, put your final four picks in, and we'll uh, we'll put them up on the screen and see who gets closest. Yeah. Uh, or an Anna Bandana, or a Kentucky hat, or Tennessee, <laughs> whoever they are. Play, play Tennessee somewhere. All right, so let's hit this uh, number seven up, and we'll get to our next bracket. Okay, uh, let's see. Eight, hey, I'm coming in at eight here. On, uh, actually, eight would be 2008. I got the Mario and Miracles game. That's when uh, Mario Chalmers actually hit the bucket to send – uh, Kansas and Memphis over game. Memphis to overtime, and yes. then they ended up winning it. In yes, overtime. yeah, they was actually down by nine points, and that wasn't easy shot he made either. No, and that the was fact, straight. And the fact that I mean they beat Calipari. I mean to me that I mean, makes go. it even better. That that whole season, I was watching Memphis because you know Memphis took the the whole season by storm. Mm-hmm. Here's just there's this kid from Chicago, Derrick Rose, Derek Terry Rose. Blue, freshman. He was. One of those diaper dandies, as big as a uh, Dickie Vitale says all the time. But <laughs> he, they was just taking the league by storm, but there was one thing that was going to catch up with them: free throw shooting. Yep, and, and sure it, enough, it sure did. You're right. And glad you brought that up. How many times has free throw shooting hurt Kentucky the last several years since <laughs> since he's been there? <laughs> it, it follows Calipari wherever he goes. The free throws have never been like his. His thing that he's well, when you're winning by 20 against yeah. scrubs, it don't matter. But when you're in tight competition, he comes down to free throws a lot of times. We, I mean, we've had our players that were good shooters, mm-hmm. but overall, a lot of Calipari's teams historically have struggled from the line. And 2008 was the perfect case of yeah, you got to make free throws. There was no reason why they shouldn't have won that game. But kudos to Mario Chalmers. That's why it's on the list. He made off balance three with two point one seconds. What, going it? Yeah, he was he was almost shifted. Yeah, straight hit. Yeah, so that's not easy. I mean, the the picture of it is actually a really cool picture. Yeah, but yeah, forced overtime. Kansas went up, ended up winning. Kudos to you know Chalmers mm-hmm. for hitting that. 
Well, uh, let's go ahead and move on yeah, to our midway. Yeah, I mean, yeah, if those were the, good. but if that's eight, nine, and ten, you can I didn't see. Well, well, I, I glanced on. over them, looked at them. Shoot. <laughs> well, let's move on oh, to this yeah. Midwest region here, and in the Midwest, we're going to have Illinois and Drexel. Lola Chicago's back. Of course, they had a good run a few years ago, and uh, they either made the Sweet Sixteen, maybe even made Elite Eight. Um, Georgia Tech, Tennessee, Oregon State. Oklahoma State, that's a team that could be dangerous. Um, Kay Cunningham, right, over at Oklahoma State? Yeah, Cowboys, yeah. Yeah, Liberty, San Diego State, Syracuse, West Virginia, dangerous team. Uh, Morehead State, glad to see a Kentucky school in the tournament. Uh, Clemson, you know, Clemson is a team that, you know, typically you might not see in there every year. Rutgers, number two, Houston, and Cleveland State. Now, to me, the Midwest isn't as heavy as that East was. That East was, had some good competition. But every time you think, like, one region's, you know, the competition ain't stouter than the other region, not, I mean, I've seen it a bunch. You know, like I said, this year, I, I'll tell you, I ain't watched much college BB this year, and that's on me, but I just uh, faded away from them a little bit. But... That one region you don't think is going to have good games, it happens. You think oh, that one think, region's weaker? I agree. There's going to be good games in this region. I think these are going to be good competitive games. Um, but I just don't see, you know, those dominant teams. Like, we, we, we talked about Florida State. We talked about Alabama. We talked about, you know, in that other bracket. We had a LSU. couple of – Yeah, LSU. Bam, does people get to see this when yeah. you pull it up? Yeah, okay. I don't think graphics on there. Okay. So cool. you don't have the sizzle that no, East it, does. No. Now, out of the, you know, if we're going to stick to what we've been doing, I think the Sweet 16 teams coming out of this, I don't think there's really anybody in that top half other than maybe Oklahoma State that challenges Illinois, and I don't know that Oklahoma State has enough to get the job done. I'm telling you, I really like this Illinois team. I really, really do. Uh, I picked up on them about midway through the season, and I even called the game against uh, Michigan. You did. Them, and I was like, they're going to blow Michigan out of the water, and they ended up beating them like 20 or something. It was bad. Michigan, by far, their worst loss of the year. That was when they moved into my team's like – I was like – They're dangerous. Illinois – and looking at this region, Illinois might have a pretty they, they easy could have a favorite. Yeah, I mean, because when you look at the bottom, I don't see much down there that's going to give them – Fits West Virginia, dependent could their style of play, West Virginia style of play with old Huggy Bear over there, could give them some problems. But I'm telling you, Illinois is a really good team and a well deserving one seed. I think I, they were my and to me they were a higher ranked one seed than Michigan, which could be why their side of the bracket is just a little bit easier. And a lot of Illinois is you know tribute to Kobe Cockburn. There's a name for you. <laughs> say that again. Kofi Cockburn. I, I thought you said Kofi Cockburn. I did say that. Cockburn? Oh. He, uh, well, you know, I was looking, when college basketball tipped off, you know, months ago, I was looking at Luca Garza from Iowa. He was my favorite to win college basketball player of the year. I'm sure you've seen him. He's yeah. a big power forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The white guy, yeah. yeah. Kofi Cockburn put up 26 points and had eight rebounds on him. Mm-hmm. I mean, Kobe Cockburn is a man. He's a man child. If you, if you, if y'all haven't seen him yet, watch Illinois play. You won't have a hard time finding him. He's huge. 
So huh. I'll go ahead and call out my, to me, the Sweet 16 teams out of this. I'm going to have to go Illinois coming in definitely out of the top half. And when I look at the bottom, I think it's West Virginia. Huggy Bear. Huggy Bear. He's dope, guys. And I, I think he makes a run. He's dope. Like I said, I don't know that they have enough to get past Illinois. I think it'll be a good game. It's, to me, that's going to come down to if they, those two end up playing, it's going to be – can West Virginia enforce their will and their solid play on Illinois? They have a, one of the best, better duos I've watched in the Big 12 with uh, Derek Culver. He's a big beast down low. And Miles McBride. Miles McBride's been averaging 15.4 points, four, four assists, three rebounds. He's shooting 42% from the field. Derek Culver's been beasting all. I thought losing Oscar Sheway when he transferred midseason for uh, Bob Huggins. I thought that was really going to affect that team. They just got better. Derek Culver got better. West Virginia's dangerous. So what do you think? Who's your sweet 16s coming out of this? Uh, I'll take uh, Illinois and West Virginia. So you're going? Give me, give me that one and three. Huggy Bear dude, man. Give me, I'll take, I'll take West Virginia. Never mind. That's too early. All right, D-Rock, what you say? Uh, I'm, I'm still uh, fighting the line. I've been, I've been – like I said, watching them, I really like Illinois, and I don't mean to be vanilla, but I got to stick with Huggy Bear myself. Okay. I, I like West Virginia coming out of that bottom half of that bracket. Like, like I said, it to me, it's nothing against the rest of those teams. No, but those are really two good teams that really stick out in that bracket. I mean, yes, Houston is the two seed, but I mean, you, to me, you could easily flip flop them with West Virginia, and West Virginia could have been the two. Uh, so, I mean, I think well, I think we were all in agreement on that one. Like uh, I said, y'all seen y'all's picks in. Let us know what you think. I mean, if I had a dark horse team looking at the region, I mean, Syracuse, Jim Boeheim, you never can really count him out. No, no. He's no. had magical runs before. Yes, and that, has a double digit. You know. If that zone gets locked in, they can shut somebody down. He's always had some of the best zone defense. I'm glad you brought it up. Boy, he has. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, his zone, his zone defense all right, so uh, as we move out of that region, what's uh, number seven on your list there in magic moments? Oh, moving on to number seven, I'm going back to 95, and we got the uh, UCLA's Tyus Edney's coast to coast layup to win it. To win it, yes. Oh, oh. How's it going there, sir? Hey, Mr. Tyler. <laughs> we have one of our own buddies, yeah. Tyler. Tyler Gill making an appearance. Uh, but yes, uh, number seven. I like this. Uh, I mean, I remember I wasn't very old and talking to dad about this. My brother went nuts when this happened because we would have had like a whole house full of people, and this game literally happened right in front of my eyes. It was one of the first really moments I remember. And dad to this day still talks about that being one of his most like favorite like just moments because like literally everybody thought it was the upset of the ages. Now that was the uh, 40 minutes of hell Nolan Richardson, Corliss Williamson, Scotty Thurman uh, team that they ended up beating. It would have, right? yeah, yeah. It would have because because Arkansas won it the year before in 94 and I mean they had been smoke showing everybody the next next they, year too. It was Goliath and, and and that coast-to-coast upset or layup kind of just upset the apple cart there. That was a really good game. 
<laughs> I remember that game in vivid detail. It was and the 18th Missouri. I myself was a big Arkansas fan back then, of course, because they were smacking Kentucky around. And he loves his Kentucky Wildcats. <laughs> we got to get the punches in. <laughs> Derek, come in there and hit him with I, the I, I tell you, I, I that era of Wildcats, though, I love those, like, Uniforms they had that looked like those jean type. Uh, they had the blue jean denim. Yeah, the that was right denim. before we went to the '96 championship. Yeah. I wish we could go back to not to get off track, but uh, real quick, the '93 I think with the icicles, mm-hmm. the blue, I, I the white that. icicles. Yes. I love yes. those, man. I, saw, I wish we could go. I wish they bring back their court too. The Wildcats. We, we never do a retro night no. like Louisville, Kansas. Duke does it. Michigan State's done it. We never do like a throwback night, and it just that really bugs me sometimes. Yeah, because that was that was my number. That was my number seven. All right, so what my number six? Moving on to six, you just uh, alluded to stunning people. Number six was nineteen ninety one. Duke stuns UNLV. Oh, when they was thirty four and zero. And uh, that was a very good Duke team. And that was a very good UNLV team. I was about to say, that's pretty good. UNLV that was actually team. Duke's first title. Yep. I mean, you think 91, but it's been a minute. Who else was on their side? Greg and Larry. Love, you had Greg Anthony, point guard Larry Johnson. Uh, I'm sure that's funny. Stacey Ockman. There you go. Plastic man, Stacey Ockman. Yes. Yeah. And, and they had another one, too. I can't remember. That's what I was thinking. There was legit three or four. I mean, I think four of the starters on that team, four of the starters ended up in the NBA. Yeah. Yeah. Played for significant. They was the, like, rough riders of the league back in. Mm -hmm. I mean, that was before, you know, the Fab Five really got Mm -hmm. going. That was your original, like, we're going to punk you team. Yeah. And they punked Duke the previous year. They beat them 103 to 73. That was when Duke was considered to be the elite team. Then it comes back. UNLV was 34-0. Made a full circle. Yeah. Laker put up 28. Coach K had his first title. Duke went on to win. Yeah. Awesome. And what about number six? Uh, it, are we yeah, six? We're, six we're, we're actually in the top five. All right, Craig, top five. Yeah. What do we got here? The famous everybody knows. If you're a March Madness fan, you know about this time. You've seen it. You've probably had a laugh about it unless you're a Michigan. Many laughs. A Michigan Wolverine fan. Sorry for you, Wolverine fan. I'm coming it's at bad. y'all. I'm sorry this is on here, but... You know, sit on these pork chops, I'm coming. 1993, the time runs out on Chris Webber and the Wolverines. It was pretty well known that you don't have any timeouts, Chris. And to this day, I went back and watched it. I've watched documentaries on it. If you watch the coaching staff on that bench, they are calling a timeout. Yeah. So Chris Webber... It's really, you know, everybody gave Chris Weber got a lot, a lot of crap for that. But the coaching staff was telling him to call that timeout. Yeah, there was an assistant coach at thirty one thirty one, I think. But he he told him to call. Yeah, it was actually in the the bat the Fab Five. Yeah, thirty for thirty. But I mean, it goes without saying, you know, Weber didn't get enough credit. They were in that game because of him. He had twenty three points and eleven rebounds. But I mean, yeah, fell short to North Carolina. He just that was one of the. Big moments of March Madness. Two timeouts, Chris. So, yeah. <laughs> All right, so we'll get to the top four here in just a few minutes. And last uh, four are going to be uh, get you As some. we move into our next bracket, we're going to be looking at the South. Y'all y'all keep the comments coming. Let us know what y'all think. Like I said, most Baylor, you know, who arguably, had they not 
loss to uh, Kansas could have been right there and maybe have been the number one overall seed. Yes. They were uh, really to me, I, if it would have been two undefeated teams, I think Baylor would have had to get the nod just because of the conference um, that they had. Um, then we got Hartford, UNC, and Wisconsin in the top four. So, I mean – Potentially Baylor's playing UNC in that. It's going to be a game. <laughs> that would be a game to watch. In the second round. Yes. The second what's, round. The, what's the odds of that? I mean, I got, it's a game. I got the Badgers in the Baylor. <laughs> Badger town, okay. I'm going nine over eight. You got Badgers beating Tar Heels and advancing to play. I think we got a comment. Yeah, Baylor. we do. It's getting ready to pop up there in just a second. All right. And, um, that's a, you got Villanova, Winthrop, Purdue, North Texas, Texas Tech, Utah State, and that's where our comment is coming in at. Okay. And okay. Uh, hot. Eduardo Souza wants to know, what do you think about them Utah State Aggies? Ooh, there you go, D. Take the floor, baby. Utah State, I will admit, I have watched a little, not a lot. Utah State is definitely someone – who could upset Texas Tech? In my opinion, who's had a roller coaster year? Texas had some good wins, but also they've had some head scratching losses. So, not taking nothing away, Utah State. Calling them, I'm not saying they're trash, but Utah State is a very, very opponent. Like uh, it's a formidable opponent that could upset Texas Tech. They they play a really good team ball. They move the ball. They almost. Remind me of a lot of a BYU type team. A lot of shooters uh, look for open shots. They're a team that could really give Texas Tech some problems. So yeah, thank you for the comment. Um, you you put your picks out there too. Is that Eduardo? Eduardo. 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 Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. No. Send your picks in. Keep the you know send your picks in. Like I said, free shirt coming. Whoever gets the closest, whoever gets. You know, we can do the points, however y'all want to do it. Um, my thing on Utah State is I definitely see them winning the first-round game because I'm like you. I, I think Texas Tech is one of those up-and-down teams. I think Utah State gets past the first-round game, and I also think they get past that second-round game. Um, when you look at who they're playing there, uh, Arkansas, you know, Arkansas is one of those teams that are completely hit or miss. So I could see – Utah State um, ended up playing that second weekend Woo! against Florida um, like that. or Ohio State. No I, I do think Ohio State is probably maybe the one that's going to come out of that bottom bracket altogether. Who'd you say? Ohio State, number two seed. I mean, Florida has not done enough to, to impress me this, this year. Virginia Tech has had some good wins, but nothing consistent. And Oral Roberts, I just think they're just outmatched against Ohio State. But I do think out of that bottom section of the bracket there, it definitely could, well could be Utah State going up against Ohio State. I'm going to go with, hey, cuz, down that lower half, give me the, uh, the Aggies, Colgate over Arkansas, <laughs> Virginia Tech, Ohio State, Ohio State over Virginia Tech, Aggies over Colgate. 
Give me Ohio State and Baylor. So that, that that's probably where I have to go on this one. Ohio State and Baylor. And uh, that's going to be the top two that I think uh, we end up coming out of that bracket altogether. But I do think Utah State's going to give a few uh, teams fits. What do you think there, D-Rock? Uh, I'm going to go with UNC and Colgate. I got the Colgate. Oh, I got the Colgate. Fourteen. Yeah, I go ahead. I think that's going to be your Cinderella. Ooh. I've watched uh, actually a few Colgate games. Uh, that sound makes me sound really boring. Two face. Watch out! Watch some. Colgate. As you were brushing your teeth. As you were brushing your teeth. Yeah, they're uh, they are a team that could be a very scary matchup in this tournament. They play a Princeton style offense. They run picks on and off the ball. They constant. They're in constant motion, backdoor cuts. Um, it's just a very, very tricky offense to plan for. Well, and I think teams like that, and you know, I go back to teams like Princeton and Colgate, and a lot of your Ivy League schools like that that run that Princeton style offense. If they can shoot the ball, they give people fits. And that's what you're going to run into, especially with some of those teams. And I've been watching teams like that give, you know, bigger teams fits for years. And everybody's like, why in the world did they not beat Colgate by 40? And it's because of the style of offense. And that's how, you know, teams that don't get the athletes that your top-tier teams do and, you know, at these prestigious schools, I mean, they just get good at what they do. They slow it down. They they slow it down. They're going to score in the 50s and 60s. And if you play to their style and they're hitting – Upset. That's how upsets happen. Yep. And with North Carolina, I like Garrison Brooks. He's been playing really good. Armando, uh, Armando sorry about that, Baycott and, Baycott and Leaky Black. The <laughs> <laughs> Leaky Black. Leaky Black. I can't make that name up either. But this, this Carolina team is huge. And watching them through the ACC, they have to have one of the biggest, like, Front courts I've ever seen. Like that, I mean, with Baycott and Brooks down low, they are monsters. It's like trying to rebound over the you know Eiffel Tower. They, they are both just tall, built, big. I mean, big guys. Hmm. Power forward center. Had they started the season like they finished the season, they're top one or two seasons. They would, yeah, definitely. But they're just so hit or miss that. I don't know. Baylor just seems a little bit more consistent to me. No. And I think Baylor can match up with them size-wise. With, with that matchup, it's going to be what UNC team shows up. Mm-hmm. If it's the one that showed up, you know, not trying to throw shade. but yeah, Against Louisville. Against Louisville. Yeah, them yeah. Smack them in the mouth. It, I mean, they can beat anybody. That's, yeah, that's a dangerous UNC team. But like you said, they, they've had their hiccups too. So which Carolina Tar Heels team are we getting really? That's going to be for them to decide on that one. So uh, I think we are to number four and three on our greatest. Quick uh, shout out Twin Lakes Ice Cream. Right? Yes, yes. Thank y'all yeah. once again for you know letting us come and hang out with y'all. They're currently closing the closing it down, but you know thank y'all once again. Y'all come get you some ice cream anytime. Can you sit down? They got Girl Scout. 
Girl Scout, I mean, flavor, the Samoa and some mint thin off mint. the chain. Huh? Thin mint? Yeah, thin, 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 yeah, thin mint. It's green. And if y'all are down in Beaver Dam's way, be sure to check out that location. Yeah, and check them out for sure. They're killing it right now, so thank y'all. Just more flavors every week. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. All right, so we're there to number four. And coming yeah. in at four is going to be, we were just talking about Cinderella's. Woo! Let's go back to just a few years ago. That 2018 UMBC, the Giant Slayer. With the, the first 16 seed to upset a one seed in the tournament. That puts the definition on Cinderella. Wow. I, mean, I was shocked. I mean. And it wasn't even like a nail-biter game. It was just, UMBC just, they said, we're going to own you tonight. Yes. Virginia is shutting us down because they're deep. Virginia's defense, well, everybody knew. They just came in and said, Now they're close. It was never a ball game. They cut it to what, eight or nine? Maybe, yes. I think, but I mean, it just, and I remember, you know, uh, well, that was set up for another day. Go ahead, Dean. I mean, they they, they held Virginia 4 of 22 from the three point line. And then, I mean, it was just, they made 12 threes. I mean, you make 12 threes. That's going to give anybody trouble. Oh, it? yeah. But it was just, it was one of those games. They came out of the gate swinging. Yeah, it was one of those games someone called you and said, yo, Virginia just got beat. By who? Uh, I can't even say. <laughs> <laughs> I never even heard of that. Listen, yeah. I was in Vegas for that. Vegas went crazy. Oh, my. Talk about the people that lost money. Oh, God. Yo, oh, my God. There was a ton of money lost. A bunch of people went bankrupt that night. Guarantee it. That's one of those, yes, Vegas bombs. And then Virginia turns around and wins it all. Yeah, yeah I mean, you. That, that, there were, talk about redemption tours. That was a redemption. Oh my gosh! Will it ever happen again? Will it ever happen again? Yeah. Sixty. You're one seed getting beat by sixteen. Then turn around and win at that next. Year. I, don't, I don't. I don't know if we'll ever see that, that again. Grand scheme of things, probably not. Uh, before you move on, though, I'd like to just mention uh, Eduardo there in Portugal. Thanks for uh, tuning in. Hey, thank you. And, hey, yeah, uh, man. More than happy. Anytime we have a show, be sure to jump on Eduardo and uh, let us hear what you think. Oh, that's cool. We have charity. Yes, yes. Hopefully in the NBA next year. Yeah, okay. Uh, yes. The Mavericks guy here loves the international sports stars. So Come yeah. talk to me, buddy. I'll give you my phone number. We'll talk. They might be looking at that. Uh, uh, Nemus Queda, probably. is probably how that's pronounced. Nemus, sorry for pronouncing that wrong, Eduardo, but I'm pretty sure that's right. Nemus Queda. The me a problem. You, you're the, the expert on the map. <laughs> <laughs> you got me. You said this. I mean, keep Number three. Us, man. We appreciate you. Yes. Number really? three. Three, we are going way back in time. We are going way back to 1966. <clears throat> of course, this will probably give it away. It was during the Civil Rights. All that big stuff was happening. And we actually have a movie, Glory Road. I'm sure a lot of people have seen it. But I'm going with Texas Western's historical title Gosh. over, you know, the Kentucky Wildcats. <laughs> it was a... Um, that movie, though, hold on. That movie made Kentucky sound so bad. Man, we were obviously the bad guy. Yeah. Right? But, I mean... Made the, rub like he was When is Kentucky not the bad guy? Just, I know. <laughs> we're the good guys. Come on. Yeah, come on. We're cheer. totally the good Cheer! <laughs> but, you know, just the, uh, the, the... This was on my list because... I mean, at the time, nobody ever heard of a black starting five. It was just unknown. I mean, nobody played really. The, the, all of your teams back then were 
you know, just white. Mm-hmm. They, yeah, I mean, they, now nobody you had, played. Tra- you had your traditional black colleges that pretty much played each other. Yeah, but it, it was just never heard of. Here's this guy, you know, cruising through this tournament. Not really cruising. I guess that was a lack of a better word, but just winning, winning. And people started catching notice. This guy's playing. You know, back then in the 60s, oh, my gosh. You know, you was – that was awful right. to some people. Mm-hmm. And just, you know, their way to ignore all that noise and go win a title against a really good Kentucky team. Mm-hmm. That's why it was it, it was all the way up where it was on my list. Did you like the movie? I actually did. It was a really good movie. I thought they did a good job with showing how the times were back then. Right. And all the, the hurdles they had to overcome. So, I agree. I agree. Right. And we'll get the last two in just a second. Uh, we move on into the West bracket. Ooh, and, uh, pretty good one here. This is our number one seed overall, the Gonzaga Bulldogs. And uh, is this the year Mark Few finally gets that? He's been here several times. Several. He and, better. If he don't this year, he never will. I don't care what anybody says. I, I think this has got to be – I agree with you. I think this has got to be Mark Few's year if he's going to get one. Um, I'm really surprised he has not been scooped up by another team somewhere. And, you know, guy's a good coach. Guy, and he's a, evidently a heck of a – especially international recruiter. Yeah. And he can go out and get those guys from Australia and Canada and, you know. Oh, does an excellent job recruiting. And, uh, and I like the way his teams play. I, I really do. Um, but – when you look at their bracket here, what team stands in their way? Go ahead. On the top half, or just the whole region? The whole side? region. Take a good. Yeah, y'all tell me. I, I think because I watched a little bit of Gonzaga this year. I think Virginia maybe in the top part, but I mean, when you look at the bottom part, the only team that I think gives them a run is Kansas. Now, early in the year, I was all about Iowa, but Iowa was kind of fell off the planet here. But, I mean, they, that's another team that could get hot in, the, in a hurry and cause people problems. But uh, mm. I, I'm not too big on – I think Gonzaga smokes Iowa too. But I do think Kansas has enough firepower and experience. That's what Kansas is going to provide um, that maybe could give Gonzaga a run. But I'm, I'll be honest, I would be shocked – if Gonzaga don't run the table in this bracket, I don't trust. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I don't trust Bill Self. Save my life. He's hurt me so many times. Tommy has all certain feelings, but that's neither here nor there. Um, give me Gonzaga. Give me Virginia in the top half. Give me the Shockers and Iowa. And last time, I mean, come on, Wichita State. Every time their backs against the wall, what they do? Head of shots. <laughs> I mean, like, give me the shockers. Shockers, yeah. You like the shockers and you like who's at the top? I'll take the Zags and. Zags and the shockers. No, 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 no. Virginia, Gonzaga, Iowa, Wichita State. Okay. Who do you think wins that Virginia Gonzaga game? Zags. And then out of the shockers and Iowa. I think the shockers can upset Iowa. Give me that 11-1. I'll go out on you. It happens every year, boys. We know it. We know it. You want that's your first instinct. Okay? And we always change it. I'm sticking with my gut. I'm going with it. 
Alright, D-Rock. Go ahead, D. Uh, I'm, I'm with the, the Gonzaga picks. Obviously, I think they're just just so much further along and, 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 and team-wise and talent. I think that they, they're just night and day better than a lot of these teams in this region. That, that's why they play the tournament. It could be totally the opposite of that. But, uh, I mean, looking at how Gonzaga is constructed, Mark Few sneakily, he went there and, and just snuck by everybody and grabbed Jalen Suggs. I'm sure y'all heard about him. So yeah. I mean, he's probably one of the better, besides Kyle Ky- Ky- Cunningham, in the in college basketball as far as Dr. Danny, freshman, excuse me. Drew Timmy, and my favorite to win college basketball player of the year right now, Corey Kispert, he's been balling for the Zags. Uh, he rocks the headband and the <laughs> surfer look. I mean, he, he's, he's good looking. I, he's a very he's a very handsome fellow. <laughs> but uh, like, just the, that how that team. I got Gonzaga and moving on. I'll go. I really, really like. It's hard for me to go against Iowa. I feel like Iowa is due to do something. Luca Garza, he's was another one of my player of the year candidate picks. I like Iowa as well, beating Gonzaga, but I got Gonzaga coming out of that. All right, so we're now down to your top two. Uh oh, top two memorable moments list. So we got ding, ding. here we go. Uh, coming in at two, <laughs> one of my personal favorites, not. Is Langner shot nineteen ninety two against Kentucky? Do we just want to end it there? Do you, do you want to go into uh, details I think about we it? We should just wrap it up and go home. Uh, 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 guys, if y'all are watching, everybody, y'all know I'm as big blue as I can be. But let's not kid ourselves. This moment belongs on the top moments of March Madness. You can almost argue. It could be number one. It's just that iconic of a moment. I mean, Duke 104, Kentucky 103. Overtime, it was the matchup of the century. Duke's Goliath. Kentucky's coming out of sanctions. Patino's leading them. It's a bunch of Kentucky boys. And then, boom, everybody's rallying. Sean Woods hits a bank shot off the backboard. Kentucky goes up. There's 2.1 seconds remaining. Put an inbounder. Put a defense guy on the rebound. The inbounder, I mean. You've got to do that. But he don't. <laughs> and the rest yeah. is history. Lightner was perfect all night. Why not be perfect again? He switched it, broke the hearts of everybody across Kentucky. It's a magical moment in March. Many pops, many walls were broke. So a lot of holes put in walls, furniture. It was. Burnt. Disaster. So what moment tops that? Woo! It better be a good one. Cause that one was For the for the record, before moving on to that, I wrote these little fun stats down about this game. UK shot fifty-six point nine percent that game from the field. Duke shot sixty-five point four percent. Everybody forgets I mean, how good that game was. What a just I mean show they put on. Yeah, everybody good. that one shot highlighted it over highlighted how good that actual game was. Go ahead. Sorry. No, you said it as well as you could. It was one of those just magical games. And if they don't show never it, get Harlem yeah. again. Yeah. Uh, the, dun, last, dun. the last one 
it's more of a heartfelt moment, and I think a lot of people will agree when I say number one because you can't hardly put anything over this one. I mean, you've talked about it. I'm pretty sure you know what I'm about to say. The cardiac wolf pack, Jimmy Valvano mm-hmm. upsets the five slamma jamma. Yeah, we're going back to 1983. Good one, good one. He's running around. Looking for somebody to hug. Because he just wanted somebody to hug. Lorenzo Charles catching dunk off of Derek. You know, Wittenberg short three-quarter. It was an air ball. Jimmy V scrambling looking for somebody to hug. He just wants to hug somebody. He just wants to hug somebody. How does that, and I'm talking about it, my neck, my the hairs on my neck standing up. The man's gone. May he rest in peace. What a run for that guy. I mean, kudos to Jimmy Valvano. That was an awesome run. Awesome run. That would have to be number one for me. That was the no. I said right. earlier the UMBC. That was your definition of that, Cinderella. That yes. because you can't necessarily say, and I'll, I'll jump. I'll let you go ahead. No, but go you ahead. can't. You can't say the UMBC was a Cinderella run. That was all my. That, that was my bad. So because I mean they upset you know one seed da 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 da. But they didn't go on a run. It was right. kind of like boom done. It was just a that. shocking moment. Yes, this was defying odds. To win a championship. Yeah. By far. For me. Yeah. Very good. There was nothing I could... Like I said, and I jumbled with it, and there was just really nothing I could take to put over that net being number one. Well, we've uh, made it through all the brackets. Made it through your top ten list. And we've got a couple more minutes here. Um, just kind of final thoughts. I, I, the thing that kind of sticks out to me is, yes, it's been a really weird year, but... How weird is it to not see Duke yeah. and Kentucky in the NCAA? It's weird. I'll okay. go ahead and say how, how many? How many? I don't know the number off the top of my head, but I can't remember a time when Duke was not in. Since 95. 95. 95 was now, the last course, time that they had missed it. Now, of course, uh, Calipari and Patina, or Calipari and the Cats, had the uh, NIT uh, second year. Was it the second or third? I want to say it was right after we won that championship in 12. It was 13. Yeah, so I mean. There was no L. So, I mean, that's not terribly long ago, but still. I mean, you're expecting the blue bloods of college basketball to be in year year out. Um, That, to me, is kind of the shocker. Had this been a normal year, I don't know that it's really any different. Um, I mean, when I. Looking at Kentucky, the chemistry to me was just all wrong all year long, and that that's to me a big that's, that's a big difference. With I mean, what Calipari's used to working with, yeah. I mean, you already got the Fletcher kid entering the transfer portal. Yeah, I figured that was coming. Um, you have, I mean, Askew said he's coming back, yeah, but I mean, honestly, Askew will be probably be on the bench next year. But I mean, you know, there's he's gonna have a guard coming in. Uh, yeah, I believe we got Nolan Hickman, and, um, and that's not even touching the transfer portal yet. But he's gonna have to make a big improvement to be on the floor. Now, here's the thing I'll, I'll say about Kentucky, and I'll just kind of leave it at that is you're losing probably your most productive. Player because isn't uh, Mintz wasn't he a transfer senior? Yes, drive transfer, so he, he's gone. Unless and he elects to use the supplemental year. The yeah, where the, they pass the COVID uh, eligibility year. To me, I think 
How's your cookie? I'm good. Thanks, though. <laughs> to Whatever. me, that is... You're losing your most productive player, and you weren't very good. Uh, if Especially if Mintz doesn't come back. And from the post I read, like him thinking everybody, I don't think he's coming back. Right. Uh, I don't think it's going to happen. Um, but, I mean, I'll tell you, I thought Mintz played lights out down the stretch. He did? I mean, I thought he ended up being by far their best. I mean, everybody was high on Sar and all that stuff. Mintz ended up being the man on, on that team. With, and, with, with, with Sar, he just wasn't the physical body everybody thought he was going to be. No. He was more of a, a pick and pop yeah, yeah. type of guy. Yes. And you know Isaiah Jackson's gone. He's already projected lottery. Oh, BJ Boston's probably gone, uh, even though he slid down in the 20s now. He's a 50-50 with me. I um, heard there could, he could come back, but... I, I don't think he does. Yeah. My, my gut. Um, but once again, Calabari's going to be re- reload, and hopefully he gets a normal offseason and they can get back to where they're going. I think with, with the, the direction that Calipari and Coach K, alluding to what you said earlier, like you were talking about, Duke and Kentucky being so far off, as you, and I don't want to run over. I don't know what our time is, but just yeah, to touch four minutes, four four minutes. Okay, well I'll touch on this real quick and we'll move on. With uh, with Cal Perry and Coach K, they've been really recruiting the same ways for so long. Well, not really so long. It was I mis I misworded that for the last few years. Uh, Coach K has really done what Cal Perry has done as far as recruiting them. One and dones. I, I will agree to a point. He will go after one or two one and dones. He doesn't recruit a team of one and dones. Zion. Yeah, like he'll get the Zion, RJ Barrett. RJ Barrett, but he will grab four or five guys that he knows he's going to have for three or four years. And so he's always got some older kids on the team. Calipari to me don't do that. I mean, right. to me, if a kid's a sophomore playing, there's a reason because he wasn't good enough to make the draft. Yeah. So, so, yes, I think Duke has and other teams have gone that route. But I think the difference between what they do and what Calipari does, Calipari brings in 10 new kids every year. And, you know, Duke and them are going after two or three of them. But then with the other scholarships are putting kids that they're going to know is going to be on the bench. For three or four years, because you look at some of the kids that played well for Duke this this year, it was juniors and seniors. But when do you, you know when does recruiting? What are you really recruiting now? Because with the G League coming, with players going there, you seem like a lot of your bigger stars now are going to smaller schools. Hence to Anthony Edwards going to Georgia. Mm-hmm. Hence to Cody Cunningham going to Oklahoma State. It seems like to me, and I'll wrap this up on it. It seems like to me that with the one-and-done changing, I believe Calipari, this is a big offseason for him. He's either going to have to say, do I go transfer, start looking at transfer kids, or do I stick and be hard-headed and work and do this this way of basketball that's not working out anymore? Wow. It's like 2009. It's a big offseason for Calipari. Yeah. I agree. And uh, we just want to thank you. Uh, this is our first selection show. First. I thought it went pretty smooth, pretty cool. Yes, it sure did. And uh, I had a good time. And, you know, just how thankful are we to have a selection Sunday? Because we got to this point last year, and it was no tournament. So kudos to the NCAA for, uh, you know, jumping in there and making sure this could happen for us. And, uh, Derek, if you want to take us out, we'll wrap this up. Y'all come get one of these cookie things. All right, well. It ain't a crazy cookie. I, I, got, I don't know what it is. 
It's got chocolate, cookie. I'm going to mention something real quick. It's good. Uh, honorable mention on my top 10 list. Aaron Harrison's back to back to back to back. <laughs> In 2014, long live Harrison's threes, baby. Boom! He's taking us out tonight, my God. That was an awesome run in that tournament, by the way. Hey, to get some big blue in there. I will, I will agree. That that was probably, if I had a Kentucky favorite moment, that would have probably been it. Well, ah, for the one <laughs> Kentucky's been a program for 80 years. That's his one highlight. Send us your picks, people. Picks. And you get a shirt. All right. We still got eight seconds. Good Keep night. From no, we're not saying good night. March Madness. March Madness.